Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are on the sidelines with the sideline guys. And today, this is not TSG boxing, not TSG MMA. This is TSG combat. We're covering all things combat sports. Last weekend was literally insane. So many different things we could touch on. I threw a couple things on the rundown, too, that I didn't even tell you about just because I know you watched it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, looking forward to covering all things combat sports with my guy, Arwin. Uh, so please, off rip, tell everyone where they can find you. Give them your socials. Um, you can follow me at 808 MMA Insight on Twitter. And that's what we'll see. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So off off the bat, right? Let's start with the biggest fight in combat sports this last weekend. Uh Ryan Garcia versus ho oh, oh, I'm 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 reading the bill wrong here. Um Javante Tate Davis versus Ryan Garcia. Um <laughs> obviously that a fight that in, I'm interested to hear how you were feeling about it coming in. Uh, but really tank showed insane power but also just really good patience and awareness in the in the ring mm -hmm. uh how did you feel about that performance from tank uh it was great man like i remember uh just watching with my friends and then like seeing like the contrast like you can see like the levels starting to separate like because tank has that style where you know just like mayweather he analyzes like he's usually a slow starter will take a round off or two you know but then as soon as ryan starts pouring it on in the second and he like wakes up. He's like, "Okay, if you want to play, let's play." And then he hits him with that counter, and I was like, "Oh man, dude, it's gonna be like I already knew instantly this is gonna be a long night for him." And then as it plays out, like he's investing more and more into the body, and I think he was trying to set up a headshot. But man, bro, that finish though—you gotta tell me about that. Yes, <laughs> that sir. was crazy. Literally, I just gotta start by saying this. Going in, friends don't let friends bet Ryan Garcia. That's all I got to say. I mean, earlier, I knew <laughs> coming into this fight, respectfully, right? I, I thought I thought it was pretty clear that Javante uh, was levels above Ryan Garcia when it comes mm. to striking, period. When it came to the power and the intangibles, that's what sold the fight, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But whenever I heard people seriously talk about betting Ryan Garcia, I'm like, please, bro, reevaluate re that. Like, even just right. go the under. Like, you, you're you're better off going under nine and a half than than <laughs> trying to bet on on Ryan Garcia, in my opinion. And and that ended up playing out that way. Um, that body shot, obviously, a lot of people have very strange opinions about body shots. Whenever it comes to big time uh, fights and combat sports, um, I think it's very obvious why he had that reaction and anyone questioning whether he quit or anything like that have never been touched up to the body like that. Right. One time I listen as, as two dudes in the resident thick boy fight club, right. <laughs> we, we know just because we have a little extra padding here, right. It doesn't matter uh -huh. you, if you get hit in the right spot, um, exactly. it will put you down and really change the exactly. way you feel, not just about um, <laughs> that, that moment, but your fragility in general, uh, so please right. elaborate a little bit more about that. Like that clearly was not a, a fake thing or or him throwing the fight or giving up. Uh, like I, a lot of influencers, I see Aiden Ross talking that shit. Oh, I got scammed. He just took a knee. Like, bro, you you must not get it. Yeah, no, nah, it's weird, man. Like, but that's always been the case, right? Like MMA fans, boxing fans, like they're very fickle. Like you can tell who has like trained some type of discipline and who hasn't, you know? Like, I know you do some kickboxing, right? Like, you do all that kind of stuff. Like, me too. Like, I train in all kind of, you know, martial arts and stuff like that. Or at least, like, you know, have 
that uh, hobby of doing it. Like you experience these things in a fight, like in a sparring match, and you say like, oh, wow, this is a lot different from like watching on the screen because you're there, you know? So like, and if you watch how it works, like, yeah, again, like with the levels and everything, like Ryan abandoned the jab a little bit, you know? He should have just kept sticking with the jab, kept his distance like he talks about. But then when his body gets squared up, the it's like right there. The shot's right there. And especially with like that smaller frame with tank, like all the power comes from the hips, like goes right into that. And then of course he's not going to get up. People are like, I can understand because it's kind of weird because he got up like right after the 10 count. But at the same time, it's like your body shuts down, man. Like your body, like it, it, like when you get hit in the liver, like your body goes into shock. And then you just like, you try to get up as much as you can. I think the only other person who could do that was like get up from a liver shot was like Arturo Gotti. But like, you know, it's different that you can tell, like, as the fight progresses on, people are like, oh, okay, he's just kind of, you know, trying to land power shots. But Tank is like, like, okay, keep going. Like, dude, the post fight when he says, yeah, I kept looking at him. I told him, get up, like, get up. I was like, don't get up. <laughs> like, I think I was, I'm glad he didn't get up because he would have just got punished like mm. throughout the whole fight. It's not good. Like, yeah. That's the right move to make for sure. Just stay down. For sure. Even if you would have got up right at the nine count and then they counted off right. again, what what's really going to happen? Like for me personally, it's more than just your body being shut down. Like mm-hmm. you feel like you don't have access to life anymore. Like you're here, you're right. trying to breathe. You're trying to, you're trying to, you don't feel like you're connected to the, to the truth mm-hmm. no more. Like it, it's a different experience. So once again, it's hard to, to put yourself there. If you've never been there, I get that. Uh, but mm-hmm. just being ignorant about it and 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 trying to bash him as a man for it, uh, yeah, no. he was Within all him. class too afterwards and just right. very very respectful. I, you, I thought it was brilliant, like the way that they built mm-hmm. the fight and everything. Um, I, I thought he he really knows what he's doing when it comes to pr- fight promotion, and not a lot of guys do, right? So, mm-hmm. and and I'm not trying to take away from him as a fighter either, right? Just saying, oh, well, he talks well, he gets it, he's respectful, so he he got my respect. Like no. He did what he thought he had to do to win, and that was sort of selling out, mm. especially early, uh, trying yeah. to trying to ride those waves, right? Trying to create a uh, big momentum for himself. And there was some moments, right, where uh, he did have some success, uh, but it definitely did feel like uh, Javante was mm. just waiting for that right moment, like you said, for him to square up. Mm. Um, and both times was able to capitalize in, in combination, right? This isn't like... Mm. Um, he just threw one shot and then it dropped him. And that's why everyone's mm-hmm. so surprised by it. Like he caught him while Ryan was throwing both times he dropped him. Right. Um, so that once again, I know it's not easy to always see those things. Right. But mm-hmm. uh, much respect to Ryan Garcia, in my opinion, I thought yeah. he, even though he was outclassed, he was never um, outmatched. Right. He was never in a position mm-hmm. where he, he, it didn't feel like he, he was good. He was putting himself in a spot to win. Exactly. Yeah, no, like, and that's what a lot of fans don't get. Like, you know, these guys, this is their job, you know? Like, obviously, they're probably not the most smart, like, smart people in the room because they hit each other in the head for a living, but they're, like, tough, man. Like, that, none of that's easy. They do it every single day. And a young kid like Ryan, like, the fact that he went in against, like, like you know, a top boxer, did all that, you know, no hydration bullshit, whatever, that's still, like, that, you know, he made the fight happen. You know, you got to give respect to people like that. Like tank too, you know. Like man's about to go to prison or something, you know. <laughs> so yeah, like, literally, so, two crazy. weeks from now he's gonna be. Yes. Fa- yeah, he's gonna have his trial <laughs> hearing. Literally, exactly. It's crazy. It's and crazy, not for nothing. Man. That's a, that's another underrated thing to talk about. Not I haven't yeah. really been hearing anyone talk about it, right? But let's be real. Yeah. Like 
it's kind, it kind of sucks, right? Because he's so brilliant technically, right? And this is what you love mm-hmm. to see as a combat sports fan. Mm-hmm. But as far as all the other stuff and how um, combat sports gets a bad rap in general, right? So when, right. whenever there is people who do have trouble with the law, I feel like it's put under a double microscope, right? Um, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is, whether it's uh, John Jones or, or Javante Davis or Floyd Mayweather. There's so many different people you can name, but I, I just feel like in some ways they are Teflon, right? You still get to do these things d- despite you having a trial date where literally, I, I don't know if you know all the details of that, but they were in a position where this went to a judge and the actual victim recanted and was saying, I'm not trying to continue to go forward through it. And the judge decided, no, like I'm going to force this to go to a jury trial just because of the severity of what happened. Um, so right. that that's a rare circumstance in itself. Um, so the, the fact that all of that is going on and right, all of the, all of that is on the back burner and it was just billed as this big fight. Um, mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy what he's able to do right as a technician. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just feel like I don't understand how a lot of this stuff gets swept under the rug. I feel like even if that was an MMA, mm-hmm. that would have been a much bigger part of the storyline yeah. than it was uh, throughout this boxing saga. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, yeah, I'm not too familiar with the boxing scene like that too, but I think it's just a matter of just like trying to like, make it about the fight, you know, but for me, I'm trying my best to separate, you know, the art from the artist, right, so it's like, so because sometimes, you know, you just get that, you know, like John, like John Jones, like, all the crap that he's done, all the shit that, you know, he's put fans through and people through, and like, it's, it sucks, because then you know he's like one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time, if not the greatest, right, but then sometimes it just, I don't know, man, it's just maybe the pain goes to your head, but, you know, I'm so thankful that we get to like experience those type of like, you know, martial artists now, you know, those fighters now. You know, so hopefully I'm not, I'm not saying I, I would have rather him not fight, right? But but you gotta be yeah, transparent yeah, yeah. about these things, right? Like yeah, I, you I feel like the fact that, that wasn't at all mentioned in my on the yeah. broadcast, at least from what I heard, uh is just mm-hmm. a rare circumstance. But anyway, to get to get beyond that, once again, right, uh right. fan of what he's able to do in the ring for the last couple of years now, right? I I think mm-hmm. he's probably the most underrated boxer before this fight, right? Before this fight, mm-hmm. I would argue he was one of the most underrated boxers when it comes from like the pound for pound scale, right? And looking at who, yeah. who are the best uh, boxers currently. I, I just feel like his style is so unique, even especially at that weight class, right? He kind of has the, he's the Yoel Romero of boxing, right? You're sort of mm-hmm. waiting and not doing much until you find that, that one moment to capitalize. And when you do, uh, good luck trying to survive that shit. So, uh, what do you think right. about Tank style, and, and what's the top, the style to beat him? Like, I feel like during those early moments of the fight, like I think Ryan had the right idea, you know, like going into that second. Just like the thing is, like when he was like talking, I was like, yeah, I got bored in there. Like I kind of just want to like start like doing stuff, and like I wanted to finish the fight, whatever. Like, but he was doing the right thing because what Tank does, like I've noticed the last fight that I've watched him in, like. He likes to analyze, you know, he likes to definitely like take his time and see like, oh, let me see how this plays out. Right. And then then like, OK, I made my I collected my data. I've analyzed like now I'm ready to like show what's up, you know, show the level to this. And then but then when he he got rocked a couple of times, too, I think with Ryan was like during that flurry when he was like pouring it on a little bit. The thing is, was just like, you know, the reset, he didn't reset in time that he got countered, you know. So then that's what I think some people thought it was a swing round. Like, I don't know how boxing judging works. So for me, I thought like, oh, he dropped him. So that was it. You know, he like tank got the round, right? So, 
but then definitely someone who's able to like utilize her jab very well um, someone who can move around the ring and like definitely like counter the counter you know like it's really hard man um i feel like a lot of guys they, like with haney people are like loma loma's a good matchup with him just because of the movement right but then uh a lot of people uh i think i think stevenson's a good matchup too stevenson has a lot like he's really smart and he's really fast so someone like that all great shouts i agree and i think the key for even those guys right i don't i don't know that going out there and trying to blow tank out the water is the right thing to do like i i think you gotta you gotta find a way to make him work right to put mm-hmm. to put yourself out there so that he is starting to, to lunge starting to try to land his own shots and then work mm-hmm. from the outside then because you could you can stick your jab as much as you want but with the way he fights he's not there to be jabbed either like even if you're mm-hmm. bigger than him um he's he's sort of moving back and waiting for you to come to him so i mm-hmm. i think Whenever someone does figure him out, I think the first couple of rounds are going to be like glacially slow. Like everyone is just going to be waiting for something to happen. And it's right, sort of right. playing that mind game of trying to draw him out and then get him as he's drawn out, basically doing what, what he's d- done to other fighters. Um, mm-hmm. But I agree. I think the jab is the key. Right. And and it was so weird mm-hmm. that I felt like by the by the fifth round, Ryan Garcia's left hand was just out of the equation. And and, mm-hmm. and the right, don't get me wrong, the right was landing well, like you mentioned. Um, and, and I love everything he was doing with, like, clinching up and landing shots in between and, and just making him uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. I just thought he could have benefited a little bit more from being a little bit more reserved. Like, capitalize on right. those moments when you have them, but you don't have to mm-hmm. try to take them out of there every second you get a chance because that, that hammer's coming. Exactly. Especially with that length, too, you know? Like, it's weird, because, like, I, my style is like that, too. It's, like, where I, I like to fight on the inside, even though I have, like, 70, 71-inch reach. So it's, like, why even do that? So it's, like, um, yeah, it's just crazy. It's just, but, you know, I, I think that's the thing about being young, too, in the sport is, like, in any sport, is just, like, you, you get a little apprehensive, and then, or you get a little anxious, and you kind of just want to, like, get it going. And then, you know, and he was finding success. And then, you know, but with guys like that, especially from that, like, Mayweather camp, it's just, like, they're just smart. You know, the IQ's, like, levels above other people. You know, they even though it doesn't look like it, you know, but then because of the power, and he, like, again, like you said, the tangibles. But then, like, that's how they utilize it to their advantage, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Man, this... I, I... I just love that this fight happened, right? Like, we can we mm-hmm. take a second to enjoy that? Um, mm-hmm. The fact that this this even took place at all, especially with all the circumstances between the two different fighters. Um, I think moving forward with Ryan Garcia, though, um, I think he's going to benefit from probably taking a big step down after this, right? Staying at 140. Um, I, I just love this weight like range between one 135 and 147 there's so many good fighters that it feels like all these fights are getting lined up right now um so mm-hmm. there's a lot of different names but please just keep them away from anyone even like josh taylor's level in my opinion is way too high for him at this moment just let him mm-hmm. continue to build he's very young and and establish his style with joe goosen hopefully he continues that relationship um, I, I liked the, seeing the way he interacted with him in the corner. I think he does uh, command a certain level of attention that a young fighter like that needs. Um, so I, I, I think both guys are going to continue to have a good career from here. Obviously, um, Tank's sort of his ceiling 
in my opinion, is is much higher than than most champions even. Um, mm. I, I feel like he could be on that pound for pound level um, as he continues to progress. But obviously, um, everything else in his life needs to be on the right trajectory for that to happen too. So, um, I, I think Ryan Garcia is a, a championship level fighter, though. Do you agree? Do you think he will mm. end up uh, getting a belt at some point? Oh yeah. Like honestly, it's just a matter of just like going through those wars and like understanding uh, your body and like your style and like how you match up with people and changing it. Like it's just there's so much different things that goes into like fighting in general that I think he's slowly realizing. Like he needed a fight like this, you know, that really big match to like really like set the tone for the rest of his career. You know, it's like when he realized like, oh wow, is this the gap? Like this, the gap is this big. You know, like, so how, like, now it's either going to be, do I have enough, you know, but now it's either that or he's going to be like, yeah, I know what to do now. You know, it's, it depends on how he takes the steps. And it's it's not a bad loss, dude. <laughs> like, it's like a really, like, if this is, if you're going to lose to someone, it's going to be someone who's, like, at the top of the division. And so, like, what are you going to do to improve from there, right? So, but, and he he's really self-aware, too. He's like, yeah, I should have, you know, played it a little, uh, you know, slower a little bit, you know, use the jab moved around more you know just but you know but he, he he just likes to have fun fights which is cool but then sometimes that's not that's not economical in the long run right because sometimes you can have those exciting fights but then later you know you have that wear and tear and then you gotta think about your brain that's why like i'm glad he didn't get up from like the, the body shot it's like, like no you don't have to like, it's okay like you're making your money and then you can move on to the next one and then you will you'll run it back eventually that's how it's supposed to be you know for sure. Yeah. And, and even then with that's still a considerable amount of damage that he did take. Like, I'm pretty sure he's he's pissing blood and and dealing with all the effects of that, too. So uh, right. heal up. Good. Ryan Garcia. Looking forward to seeing what, what he has to offer the sport, too. Mm -hmm. uh, before we move on and get into our MMA stuff, I just thought it was funny because you mentioned like knowing your style, knowing what it's like. Um, to try to think of what you, what, how would you compare your style? If there was a, a fighter, you could say you, your style most emanates. Um, and I'll start with this. Um, I consider myself to be a three a, a XL version of Tanner Boser, right? So I'm fast for my size, right? At, at the heavyweight, nice. at the heavyweight division. So everyone's like, <laughs> you expect to be getting hit so hard, right? But I, I got the speed behind it too, so it, it's a little shocking in that way. So that's that's the closest I would say. Obviously, uh, the the Wish.com version. Uh, but what, what, what would you say? <laughs> nah, <bro. laughs> what would you say? Uh, how would you say uh, your style compares to other fighters? That's so funny. Like, honestly, what I've been trying to emulate a lot, but since I've been boxing a little bit more lately, um, I've been trying to do like, a, like more like Charles Oliveira type. Like, I love the ground more than I love stand up, but the stand up's so fun. But I love pressure fighting. Like, I love, but then, you know, me growing up in Hawaii, you know, you get hit once, you become one, one mukbang, yeah. So that's what we used to call him, yeah. But, um, like, I changed my whole style like, after I get hit. Like, I'll start throwing hooks like Chandler, but then, like, if I hit, but I still have the pressure, but then I'm constantly like trying to smother you. Like, so, so I'll have that. And then I like to, you know, snatch the body a lot. So like Nick Diaz, you know, just like, just like, just hitting like the body, like as much as I can. And then like wearing you out and then just constantly pressuring. So yeah, like a little bit of a mixture of those, just like, you know, I, I'm trying to get more in control of my emotions when it comes to shit like that. But yeah, it's like that again, like, you know, great value 
<laughs> of all those pressure fighters. <laughs> I love so it. Fun, no, I love man. it. It it's makes fun, sense that, that that your Hawaiian blood, you just gotta you gotta bring the pressure. I love it. <laughs> uh, a little Max Holloway in there, I would imagine too. Um, <laughs> but but let's talk about that a little bit too, because I think that's an underrated aspect of combat sports in general, the emotional mm. side of it. And and after yeah. you get hit, what it does to you, right? I'm someone that likes to counter. I think. Uh, I, I take up a lot of real estate, right? So when I am pressuring, mm. um, I like forcing people into situations where I can find a counter, right? So forcing right. them into a spot where they have to hit in order to get out. And then mm. I, I try to capitalize there. So um, the emotional side of it, though, and and sort of being aware of that, right? I can be focused on countering. But as soon as I get jabbed up a couple of times, now I'm starting to see a little different, right? Uh, the, your eyes are watering up a little. And you it, it gets frustrating, right? You get You get kind of... Uh, pulled into a, a, a big wave of anger, right? Uh, so could mm-hmm. you talk about that and, and what it's like for you sort of managing your emotions when you're are sparring or fighting? Yeah, like, um, I feel like I'm a lot better now just because it's like my old ass age. But um, in terms of that is, uh, not bad. but then in terms of that, like growing up in Hawaii, you know, growing up with like other local people, you know, like I don't have, I'm like, I'm not Hawaiian myself, but like growing up, like I was like the, the young Filipino, skinny, scrawny Filipino kid trying to, like, grow up with, like, all these other, like, you know, gridded, you know, just, like, hard-worn kids, latchkey kids, and then we used to just spar a lot, you know, like, in the younger days, but for me, it's, like, you know, I was just angry, you know, I had, like, a lot of, like, built-up stuff inside of me, you know, growing up and, like, my family, and then when, you know, you get into that fight, like, you know, you're having fun, and then, like, you get hit once, and you're, like, well, I gotta get you back, you know, I can't, I can't just take that shit. So like, but now like I'm at that older age where I'm more mature and then it's like, but now my thought when it comes to sparring or like, just like even like, you know, if we're going a little bit harder, it's like, it is that same mindset where like, I have to get you back. But in terms of being a good partner, you know, it's like, I want to be able to do it where it's like, if I'm going to match your energy, you know, like I'm, I'm, if you want to go light, I'll go light, you know, we can tap, tap, you know? But if you're going to hit me, then I'm going to try to hit you back. But then you really have to, like, just focus in and, like, remember technique and remember to, like, you know, just, like, the basic things, like, breathing, putting your hands up, like, just making sure, like, you know, you're not just following the person, you know. You have to be able to cut off the ring, you know, especially with the style that I like to do. And I want to do more stuff like what you do, you know, like countering, like, because that's, like, it's better in the long term because then you have people coming into you and like you can land that shot when there's the opening you know i think that's the smarter style of fight but for me like i like being able to give back <laughs> someone for gives sure. it to me yeah, yeah so yeah. it's you gotta ride that storm when it's coming. I, I feel you. It, it, for me, it's hard yeah. to balance because I, I, like I said, I like to counter. I like to put myself in those positions. But a mm-hmm. lot of the time, when it, it's just the competitive aspect of it, if you feel someone, right. like you said, you feel how hard they're willing to go. And I think early mm-hmm. on, that was something I struggled with too. Early on, I, I was really scared's not the word, but I didn't want to go in a position where I would be going hard with someone. Like I, in my right. mind, I was like, I don't want to take it there. Um, but then. There is times where you're you're trying to learn, you're trying to do things that you're not good at, you know you're not good at, 
and it gets frustrating, right? And you get annoyed mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think it is about reading the room, kind of, and knowing who you're yeah, like yeah, dealing yeah. with. For me, I never try to go hard to the head, especially because the majority of the time I'm bigger than the people I'm I'm sparring with, right? So you right, don't want right, to you don't want to yeah. you don't want to hurt people um, and make them mm-hmm. not want to spar with you anymore either. So. Uh, yeah, but the, as far as the emotional part of it, I think you see it all the time, no matter what combat sport, where even the even the skilled professionals, right, the people that are doing this for a living, um, it all is a game of emotion. Whether you're countering mm-hmm. or being a pressure fighter, uh, you feed off of those moments. And uh, having a bad reaction to a feint or like, for example, a great, great example of this is what uh, Jan Kutalaba was trying to do um, against uh the guy that looks exactly like Moe's from the office what is it what is his name Uncle yes Ankalaev um Moe's from the office <laughs> that's so accurate literally his twin oh. just jacked just jacked yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, what yeah. he did in that moment right where trying to goat him in by acting like you're hurt or acting like, like he landed better exactly mm-hmm. so um I, I think that's an underrated part of combat sports that I really love, and and conquering mm-hmm. that is is much harder than you would imagine. That's all I gotta say. Right. No, it's true, man. Because sometimes, like, because if I'm just flowing, you know, like my technique is there. Like, I'll be watching like um, sessions where I'm like just flowing with the person going really late, and my technique's way better. Like, I'm like, it's like unrecognizable. <laughs> but then when I'm going hard with somebody. Like I just look so much different, you know. I'm like trying to like whale whale this guy in the body and stuff, and I'm like, what is this? What is going on? Like, there's no setup, you know. I'm taking like wide swings, so like you know, it's awkward. So like, I think Max describes it perfectly. Like, like when you're in there, when you know, like starting out, you should have those you know hard sparring sessions, like you said, like because you have to like know your technique and like how to manage your emotions during that and how to like keep up with that, you know. But then, like, later on, you know, you've done it for years. Like, you know, the sparring doesn't need to be as hard, you know. It can be, like, because then you're trying to focus now, like, okay, this is what I can do. Then you build a game plan around that, right? So, so going through all that, like, especially just recently, like, I just won a boxing tournament. But, like, seeing how my style is usually, because I love doing MMA, like, switching to just my hands is so weird, like, I, I I already critique myself harshly. Like I look like a giant panda out there, just like throwing, you know, punches to the body. But it's fun though, you know. That's I think I encourage everyone to like do some sort of martial art and like figure it out. Because then you know you, you never know. You, these guys do these things for a living. You know these these women and like men and whatever. You know it's it's hard. It's a hard thing to like try to get technique down and 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 like you know like try not to be like too timid you have to like actually go out there and like you know perform you know it's a lot for sure for sure and and you just dropped that casually like i wasn't going to ask you a couple follow-up questions so for for the tournament was it like a, a one-day tournament or, or was it over the course of a, a certain time period yeah so my friend's a masochist so what we did was uh the first week we did a weight cut so we wanted to simulate like a short short notice weight cut so uh from Sunday to Friday, uh, Friday was the weigh-in, but then um, <clears throat> I lost 16 pounds, so I went from 253 to 240 something, or no, 230 something, and then um, that Saturday we boxed, and then it was like it was really weird. It was like um, two eliminations. So if you lose two, then you get eliminated. But it was like a bunch of our friends and stuff like that. It wasn't too crazy. It was for his like. Uh, birthday so then we did that and then the following week it was the championship round so 
we have my friend boxing uh, his his uh, employee, and then I boxed whoever was after. So it, it was fun. Like, but there was no weight classes, obviously, because like I weigh outweighed everybody. But then you know, like again, like I didn't want to go hard. Like, like I'm like you, man. Like I I I just want to flow. I just want to learn and stuff like that. But then a lot of it got you know it got to the point where. We wanted to win. Everyone became super competitive near the end. Especially, oh, it was after the Pereira Izzy fight. That's what it was, and that was that just set the pace throughout the night. So we just wanted to like really like you know win and hammer each other on. So it was That's crazy. so cool. I never even thought about that, right? Because I I see these fights at fucking nighttime. So what time do the fights start for you over there in Hawaii? Oh yeah, like so it starts like either early afternoon. I'm I'm prelim game, bro. Like oh, yes, I'll sir. watch that shit from the morning to like the like kind of like near the afternoon night afternoon nighttime so not yeah, too that's, bad that's hilarious yeah you watch the whole event and then you still have the whole night ahead of you i wish i wish uh almost like the perfect time right the perfect time zone because mm-hmm. i i hear a lot about the people from britain and i'm like i couldn't imagine staying up literally until five in the morning to what to watch these fights live exactly. uh just sounds so crazy uh, but that's so dope, man. I, I getting those smokers and having that experience is definitely very valuable. Mm-hmm. And uh, good luck with all that uh, stuff coming up on the horizon. Continue to to work on that. I, I will continue as well. We'll give each other updates. Uh, yeah, but yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Uh, so it's time to get into the MMA side of things, right? Uh, there was a lot going on um, oh across God. a lot of different promotions, <laughs> right? Uh, but so I, I I love how I started it there, but there is one uh, fight in, in uh, Muay Thai, right? Kickboxing that I wanted to talk about. And I, I know that oh, I, I was I was posting a little bit oh, about it on no. Twitter. Nongo versus Haggerty and, and just ah! an insane, insane upset uh, by, by Haggerty. Uh, uh, did did so you get good. to catch that one? And how, how did you feel about it, man? Bro, that was pain for me. Cause I love both guys, but then I, I, you know, like I'm always gonna root for like, you know, the Asian person, right? <laughs> so it's like, say it like, like it is, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like, I, I, I love, and especially like the ties, you know, like I love Muay Thai too. But then like seeing, man, but you can't hate on Haggerty, man. That combo that he when he KO'd him, I was like, dude, that was painful to watch because I like Nongo a lot, but seeing that flow, it, it was like. I was on a roller coaster motion, so I'm like, wow, that was such a good couple, but he hurt my man, he hurt my boy. But then it's like, but that's also my boy, so my boy's hurting my boy. So like, how do you, you know, you're just stuck in the middle, right? You know, I hate it, but it was great, dude. Man, that finish was, he really sh- like, it's like he improved so much, you know, mm-hmm. so crazy and and just shocking, right? At the last two, first mm-hmm. in in uh, the the Bangkok Arena, right, in the Muay Thai Stadium, and then this following it up a weight class up uh i just got a lot of respect for that man i can't believe the things he's been able to accomplish and shout out to one general. for giving these kickboxers that platform to fucking do it in general mm-hmm. right because exactly. uh, even though muay thai um is huge obviously in thailand right and there's so many different mm-hmm. champions and so many different stadium shows out there uh but on the world stage right this is the first in my opinion uh reputable uh outlet for these fighters uh right. so really really loved to see the way Haggerty has been able to to represent the western side of things right because usually right. uh the ties or are, are the predominant people that are kicking ass in this but um mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe it like uh, w- when I was watching I really thought that he was uh biting off a little bit more than he could chew in this matchup 
and he just stepped up big time. He looked big too for the weight class, which I was surprised to see considering he was coming up. And then every time it felt like every time he connected, he just uh, froze him. Um, Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, And that finishing sequence with the elbow. Oh man. It was just, it was brutal. It was brutal. Dude. Like the, all the shots look stiff. The technique was perfect. The speed was still there. I was like, what the hell? Are they? What are they doing over there? Like, because I I want to get like that, you know. It's like, <laughs> damn, man. Yes, sir. Snappy, snappy power mm. uh, is crazy. is always the a, a very dangerous uh, side of things. But right, right. Uh, with that being said, I think it's only appropriate we go on to the MMA side of things and first try to recap a little bit of the things that happened at the uh, Saturday's event, right? So we had uh, Sergey Pavlovich versus Curtis Blades in the main event. Um, I just, I just gotta ask you, man how how do you how do you feel about Curtis Blades' decision making in this fight? This fight, like, it was shit, bro. Like, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like, I think the wrestling came a little too late because then I just watched it again because I I was just so astounded when I watched it like during the fight, and I was like. Like, I guess because he thought he found early success with him with, like, the straight, right? But then as soon as he felt the power, he was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> like oh, shit, how am I going to take this guy down? And so when he shot in and he got stuffed, like, easily, like, it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even close, too. Like, he shot out pretty far, and I was surprised he even did that. Like, because he was, his strikes were pretty good. It's just, and he, he could have used his strikes to set up takedown easily. But then, man, dude, like, I guess... But I, that's another thing about the emotion thing, you know, because like when I'm thinking about it, like what's stopping him from wrestling right now, then it's like I think it was just getting hit by Sergey and like feeling that power, especially when he got dropped. He's like, shit, like what am I gonna do? Like you know, because I feel like fighters go through that mindset too, where it's like, especially like his last loss. I think another thing too was stopping him from taking a shot was the rear uppercut, right? Mm-hmm. And so. And he was it's a sneaky a shot too, right? It like yeah. sneaks right between uh, the guard almost. Exactly. He has, he has smooth hands for a heavyweight, and they're fast. And they're and fast and powerful. Too. Has yeah. the same reach as John Jones. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I was just like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it was weird. It was weird it's to watch. Weird. And I was like, yeah, I just couldn't. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I thought, I thought he sort of... He sort of played it like he was in a kickboxing fight, like it was an MMA fight. And, mm-hmm. and and I I think he got drawn into that because of the success he was having. Like, even though Pavlovich looked great and put together that same finishing sequence, I think it's a lot of the same what he has been doing during this six-fight streak now, right? Like, he does mm-hmm. eat shots. He's there to be hit. He gets hit, uh, but he just walks right through it and finds his combinations and, and continues to extend the combination. And, and right. I think Curtis Blaze just got got stuck in there with his success and felt felt good right felt was he was landing and and keeping him at at the end of his shots uh Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter right if the person has the the chin to withstand and they they want to play those games with you as well um it's just such such a weird dynamic to me because even fainting the takedown early on changes those exchanges i think being more reserved uh, again, in the, the same thing with the Ryan Garcia fight, in my opinion. Like, you don't have mm-hmm. to try to take him out right now. Like, just because right. you're la- you're landing, continue to land. Like, put yourself in a better position mm-hmm. uh, to continue to avalanche on him versus right. just throwing yourself off the cliff at him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, exactly. So, I, I love I love Curtis Blades' game. I think he's 
the most dangerous heavyweight when he has it all together and dialed in. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. I just feel like it's very hard for him to show up on the night and put it all together. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. we we've seen amazing performances from him on the feet now. Prior, it was just with the wrestling and mixing in ground and pound and stuff. So. I think he's going to be around for a long time, right? I, I think he has a lot of developing to do in the division. And I, I feel like he's going to end up in a title fight at some point, right? I think he's just that good. Um, mm-hmm. I just feel like if he could get everything squared up up here, right, and have the right approach and be able to follow it mm-hmm. through um, the emotions of, of that firefight, uh, man, right. it's, almost, it's almost like a mythical fighter, right? Like C-level Kane. Like, I, it, it, <laughs> if, if you get uh, right mindset, Curtis Blades, um, I, I think he could be the <laughs> champ for too. sure. Exactly. <laughs> oh, he's so good. He's so good. His wrestling is good, too. Like, and he moves pretty well for heavyweight, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, I think, yeah, man, it's just, it's definitely the mental. Like, it's he doesn't like the skill at all. Like, he's super talented. Um, his strikes look smooth. His technique was really good. It's just, you know, yeah, you got to just, like, all that stuff pays dividends later on. Like, you just got to invest, you know, invest, invest, invest. And then later on, you know, when it's time to cash in, then cash in. You know, like, I think a perfect example for that was, uh, I hate this fight because I hate thinking about it. But Frank Mir versus uh, Nogueira. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was, uh, the, was the first one where he dropped him, like, three times, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Because when he, I remember him talking about it, you know, I don't know, I probably got Mandela, but he talks about, he's like, I, I waited, I waited until I saw the back of his head hit the mat. Because that's when I knew, okay, like, he's done. Like, I'm going to KO him now. Mm. And then when he did, I was like, I was like, damn, he's smart. <laughs> I was like, but then I remember just being like upset because I love Noguera. But mm-hmm. yeah, just stuff like that, you know, like, you don't have to finish it right away. Like, just keep the punishment going for now. Because it's either, you're gonna take them out, or they're gonna want to. They're gonna want to find a way out, you know. So for sure, yeah, for so. sure, that's a great point. And mm-hmm. I, I think Sergey's good, right? But I don't think he's like I, as far as championship prospects. Like I don't think he is on that trajectory. Me personally, can he win the mm-hmm. title? Can he fuck around and deck somebody up? Of course, right? Uh, six mm-hmm. six knockouts in a row in the UFC in any division. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking record that he holds now, right? So. So, so dope that he's been able to be on this streak. Um, I just Mm -hmm. feel like when you're fighting someone that kicks, right? Someone like John Jones, we didn't see one kick in this fight. One leg kick. He is there to be kicked, bro. And and with his style, um, just can't imagine him having success against, against someone like John Jones or someone even like Stipe uh, that can mix in uh, a little bit more range threats and, and is willing to invest in that way. I think that's the, the funniest thing about the heavyweight division, right? Cause we always get these prospects where we're like, man, this dude is just dusting fools and, and just cooking people. And, and we want to get them to that championship level, but it's always the, the smarter, more reserved defensive fighters, in my opinion, at heavyweight. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, of course you got a thump too, but I feel like if you could, you could sort of stay reserved, stay within your game, as well as be be able to uh, deliver those hard shots back. Um, that's the recipe for having a championship-level heavyweight. I'm not sure uh, that Sergey Pavlovich is there just yet, uh, but you can't deny the the danger, mm. right? right? He can knock out anyone. Um, you just got to mm. gotta make sure you don't put yourself in a position for him to do that. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. Like, I think for me, I don't think, I think I read somewhere that Sergey has never thrown a kick in the UFC yet. Mm-hmm. I think he's only been using his hands and 
yeah man it's just i feel like any type of uh i mean, I talk with my friends all the time but we talk about how like the heavyweight division the, the technique is like isn't as great as like someone at flyweight right because everything you know you have to be chris you have to do all this like and then i think of but then at the same time like you don't want to move like a flyweight like aspinall like for example like he his technique was really good he looked really good early on but i think the body just collapsed on him you know but then you see guys like Sergey, where they're just kind of like, you know, pressure, pressure. That boy looks sleepy, by the way. Like, he looked like he's sleep. Like, he, he's just like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, we'll fight. And then he gets hit. He's like, okay, motherfucker, like, you're going to get this shit now, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, but then you have, but then you see the level now, right? You see John Jones at the top after like one fight at heavyweight. He made it look easy. And then you see all the weapons that he has. You know the biological, like he he could like strike okay. You know his kicking game is really good, and then his you know his wrestling and ground, like and he makes his fight IQ so great. You know it's so, so underrated too, in my opinion. But then you see guys like Sergey, that's like you know I have boxing and I can hit, you know. But then I feel like yeah, I feel he need, you know the division's a little bit thin right now. But Always. Then, probably the historically thin division literally yeah man it's just like yeah you might as i don't know like i'd rather see i'd I'd watch that but then i feel like you know with john's size and just like how he's able to like his top control too like if he takes them down then you know he's gonna be dragging them to deep waters early on Mm -hmm. if that's the case so i think develop the game a little bit more and see like where he goes from there and like but i think it's also the fact that he's been finishing fights fast so we can't really see what else he has so you know but it is what it is for sure i just feel like the the reactions are never there to make me think that he he would have some sort of offensive wrestling game or something like that like mm. i feel like mm. uh, everyone's always talking about that like oh he's he's russian he has to have some sort of ground game and at this point we just haven't seen it obviously alistair was able to make him look foolish when it came to to clinch takedowns took him down really easily and then lost on the ground on his back but that's not Mm -hmm. rare right even top level heavyweight uh jujitsu competitors once you get them on their back it's a little bit of a different story right a lot of the time (laughs) it's the it's the top uh the top work where you really see their skill um so defensively um i just feel like we haven't yeah we haven't seen him tested in that way we've seen him get hit a bunch Mm -hmm. we've seen him get cracked and he eats it. He keeps moving forward. That that's yeah. what you need at heavyweight for sure. Um, I I just feel like the the instincts to put yourself, um, especially against a more dangerous puncher too. Like I I think a lot of the guys he's faced do have. Everyone has power at heavyweight, right? You got to be real about that. Um, mm-hmm. but what. I hate that he left the UFC now, right? Because you can't consider him in these matchups. But I feel like Francis Ngannou would dust him if if he would end up fighting him or or even like. I don't know. There's some there's some young guys at heavyweight that I I think could give him some problems, but um, I don't know. I I just feel like Sergey Pavlovich is the ultimate heavyweight prospect. Like we see him get these knockouts, we get hyped up. 
It's like it's almost like Derek Lewis all over again, right? Kind of funny that he uh, he ended up knocking Derek Lewis out in this streak because it's it's just like you are that dude now. Like you are the I'm gonna knock everyone out and ho- hopefully I could cash in on a title shot for doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. But not sure he he could be a champion of the weight class. But we'll see, man. I, I love mm-hmm. the way he s- shook up the game, right? He came came right, in right. and and just he had that loss early, but after that has just been uh, consistently knocking people out in the first round. So. Uh, loving what I'm seeing out of, out of him. Um, what did you think about the co-main, right? The co-main. Filthy. Another filthy knockout. Uh, Bruno Silva versus Brad Tavares. Um, that combo was just so bad. Hurts. Like, I, I thought Hurts. it was a little bit of an early stoppage, if I'm being honest. Um, mm. Especially with the way he was able to get up. But you can't deny, like, when you catch someone at the end of a, a long punch like that, it just looks bad. Like that's, yeah. I think that's why the ref stopped it uh, because it just looks a lot more impactful sometimes than it even is just because you get that big snap. Um, but it was a big shot and and he was coming oh. on, man. I, I didn't expect that at all. I thought Bruno Silva was cooked food in this matchup and he mm-hmm. came in big time. Yeah, man, you really cashed out there. That shit hurt to watch. You know, I always like, it's sad when I see Federer lose because all the Hawaiian fighters at Bellator won. But then, um, yeah, so I was like, all right, let's see what happens. And then he just fucking, oh, man. It, it looked bad because you can see the light in his eyes fade. And then when he gets up, he's like, like what? Like, why'd you stop? And I was like, I was like, ah, no. Like, as much as I want to be, like, agreeing, you know, I want, you know, people to be safe, you know, mm-hmm. especially, like, you know, we have, like, a small division of, like, Hawaiian fighters in those top leagues. so. I'd rather him like, you know, okay, come back later on, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was that was rough. <laughs> that was rough to watch for me. A rough a rough outcome and a rough stretch too. Like I, I feel like Brad okay. Tavares has been around for a long time, but he has also took a lot of damage and, and been a stepping stone for a lot of different people in this division. Sucks. Um in, yeah, for sure. Interested to see where he goes next. I feel like that's a big part about why I was kind of upset about it too. Cause I'm like, no, he needs this. He, he needs this. Um, <laughs> and, and it wasn't like he was just getting cooked the whole time. Right. Uh, there was yeah. a lot of, a lot of exchanges uh, moments where I felt he could have even, he buzzed them a little bit. Uh, but Bruno Silva, just, just a dog, man. Like I, I love watching him fight because he, he just doesn't give a fuck. Like no matter what, yeah. whether it's no matter what kind of punishment you're giving him, he's going to walk through it and, and really try to find a way to win and, and not put himself in a position, like you said, where sometimes people are, are taking shots and then they find a way out. Bruno Silva's never a guy that's going to try to find a way out out there. Yeah, man. That was crazy to watch. But, you know, I mean, that's just how the division goes, you know. Sometimes you have to have these, like, big game fights or, you know, and then you see where you go from there. So, for sure. No shout out to him. Good luck to him, you know. <laughs> for sure. Um, and then the only thing I wanted to ask you about on this card, Bobby Green, Jared Gordon. Um, fuck, man. That that was a literally a shot out of a cannon, just a, a straight headbutt. Um, how do you how do you feel about that in general? Like, how should that be handled as a as a referee in that position? Dude, man, like I feel like you're right there, and I mean, I again, like I've never ref a fight like that, you know. But mm-hmm. you have to be there, and it has to be for the fighter's safety. As soon as the headbutt landed, he should have just been like, "Oh shit," you know, just stopped it right away, because mm-hmm. that was some left way shit. <laughs> Because you see the elbow right here, but you see the head more extended. So yeah. It's like, 
that's why when you said shot out of the cannon, it made me think of like Hercules, you know, where he's just like, use your head. Like that's how I felt. But then he gets like, dude, that was just that sucked to watch because then mm-hmm. it sucks for both, you know. It's like, you know, he didn't mean to do that, obviously. And then, you know, he just gets dropped by the head, but it should have been stopped right there. Same thing with like um Chris Curtis's shit, you know, like mm-hmm. as soon as you see a headbutt, it should, you know, like, oh whoa, chill out. Like, you know, because that mm-hmm. that's a lot, man. Because no one expects it. You know, they expect, okay, punch, knees, kicks, like all that shit, right? And then you have someone like headbutt you, like you're like, what the fuck was that? You know? Mm -hmm. And then like you're discombobulated. And not only that, he like lands a lot of shots and KOs him after, you know? That was rough. As a ref, you gotta be like, you know, I mean, again, I can't speak for them, you know, I've never, but then you gotta just be like, oh, I have to stop it. Like I have to stop the action, like right now. Because again, that's the fighter's safety and you're risking the fight. You know, it's like, like, oh shit. And then changing it after, like, that's, oh fuck, that sucks. That sucks to hear. I agree. I agree 100%. I think if they did see it, that's what they would have done, right? I just feel like in both those cases, you can't blame them. Honestly, I thought when I was watching that fight and the other fight that you mentioned, I thought it was clean shots that landed until right, until right, you're given right. that replay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like, how would you even know? So it's just a such a weird spot to be in. I would say, since we have the benefit of replay, right, and it's such a big part of the sport that you're rewriting or overturning calls, you might as well have mm. some sort of built-in way for the referee to have access to that. Like, I think a, certain, a random idea I came up with is like, there'll be like a button right and you could like advertise it as this thing like uh, where literally someone from the commission or someone that that is there mark ratner even maybe uh they run yeah, to that yeah. fucking button and they hit it and as soon as they hit it there's like yellow lights going around the cage <laughs> for the ref to know like you need to stop it, it. Yeah, even if they don't yeah. know what the reason is right but just so that you right, can right, have right. those moments where for example even after curtis blades he already um, curtis blades Chris Curtis, too many Curtises, goddammit. Um, <laughs> after he got dropped, though, like if that replay system's in play, right, he's getting pounded on. He ended up not yeah, yeah, getting yeah. finished, but honestly, I feel like yeah. you could have argued it, it could have been stopped there, right? Um, mm-hmm. But let's say we have this system in play, the lights go off, they break it up. The referee, if if they didn't call it, right, if they had to call right, it from right, outside, right. the ref doesn't right, know. Right, right. So they explain it to the ref, this is what happened, and then you're able to deal with it from there. Obviously, right. I can understand why people who end up winning, right, like Bobby Green, wouldn't want something like that because then mm-hmm. you're you're put in a position where you they might take a point from you in a way they might not have, right? Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like you said, it's about safety and it's about getting it right. You don't want to get the wrong call and then have to overturn mm-hmm. it. And it just sucks not, like, the fact that his purse gets affected by that, like, that yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah. needs to change. Like I'm, I'm tired yeah. of having to consider that, um, that literally because he hit an accidental headbutt, finished mm-hmm. him afterwards, right? Like Jared Gordon wasn't knocked out by the headbutt. Like let's let's make yeah, that clear. Yeah. He was d- yeah. certainly rocked, uh, yeah. but it was the follow up shots that that put him to sleep. So, right. um, just a shitty position to be in. But hopefully, if they do implement something like that with like a replay mm-hmm. system, I, I really feel like that could change things for the better, man. Yeah, just like having angles too. It's like because, like, I agree with you. When I saw Chris Curtis get knocked down, I was like, "What the hell? Like, knocked him down? Like, there's like I, you know." But then you see the other angle, and then you see like how it is, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." Well, like, I mean, it sucks, you know. It sucks that stuff like that happens, and you know, sometimes it it's they just play it out, and sometimes it gets overturned. 
Um, I was watching the Bobby Green interview with Ariel uh, yesterday, and then he talks about it too. It's like, you know, you just got to, you know, that just sucks, you know, whatever. But then you're out, bro. Like, I knocked you out. Like, that's it. Like, it sucks because then, you know, but, but then you, you hear the other side of it where it's like uh, Ariel brings a um, fighter pay too. So he talks about, oh, wow, what's that? But anyway, he talks about fighter pay and he says like, well, do you, what do you think about the win bonus and like, all this stuff? He's like, well, you know, because he, he was kind of on the fence about that too. Or it's like, you know, because sometimes that motivates a fighter to win, you know, is that. But at the same time, again, like fighters are complex people, man. Like, you never know, like, how they feel about that. But it does suck. I agree. Like, there needs to be something, like, a system in play. Because then you have someone on the inside and the outside. Because you're, it's always good to have an outside perspective in anything, you know? So just seeing that, like, like oh, crap. Like, hey, like, wait. Like, stop it real quick. And then you got to watch this replay and see what happens. Because, like, yeah, like, that's what we want. You know, these fighters, they go out every day and, you know, they train like, you know, the big night, they scrap, and then having all that crap happen, like, dude, mm-hmm. like, it sucks, man. Like, this is our livelihood, you know? Like, sure. I get it. You know, just being, like, able to make, like, certain amount of money, like, once per fight, and then you get, like, half your paycheck cut, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, know? literally. And I'm sure neither of them wanted it to happen that way, right? Like, yeah, I- I'm sure um, it- it's almost like you have to run it back, right, when something like that happens, and mm-hmm. with the replay system like that, where you could have someone else outside of the cage stop the action for that moment and sort of figure things out. I think it really adds validity to the rules. Cause I think now mm-hmm. like the rules are like fucking suggestions, bro. Like, let's be real. Shout out mm-hmm. to Chad Dundas and uh, uh, one of my favorite podcasts uh, where they literally call it Dundasso, like the art of cheating. Like they, like it's as if it's its <laughs> own martial art um, right, right, right. where literally if you're, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And you see most of the time, like you can, you <laughs> kind of get, bro, you literally get like one, one of each foul. Like you, you, you could grab the fence, but you'll get warned for that, but you could kick them in the balls or you get warned for that, but you could do each of them one time and, and it don't matter. Cause you got a warning. Like, I feel like if there is a replay system where these things are happening, and it's that consequential, right? A shot that hits that hard, a, a, a devastating mm. low blow or something that they don't notice it's a it's a low blow or something like that. Having that replay system to go back and figure out whether or not it actually was and then adjudicate it properly. Like, I'm sure there's been a couple of, of knockouts where um, the person was saying like, nah, like I got hit in the balls and, and they did it. And they actually just got hit to the body, and that's what it felt like. So right. I don't know. It just to me, it makes more sense. Obviously, it it leaves more room for interpretation, right? For things to right. to be decided differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, the rules are there for a reason. So why wouldn't you mm-hmm. enforce them? Yeah, you have to be consistent. Because then, like as a fan, when you watch it, it's like I hate seeing all these fouls. And then, you know, and then when the same foul happens in a different fight. Then what? Like, oh, it's different now. Like, what the fuck? Like, no, you have to, like, stick to the same criteria. Like, if you're going to have all these rules implemented or have all these rules written, like, you have to implement them. Because if not, then what are we doing? You know, then again, like you said, like, we're just fucking fucking around cheating. You know, So, but I don't know, man. It's just hard. Like, a ref's job is fucking terrible. Yeah, no one's signing like, up to do that job. <laughs> yeah. It's just, but then at the same time, it's like, damn, man, like, you got to have consistency. And this is what sometimes the sport can lack is that you know and so. and it's so hard like it's so hard to be consistent in the chaos of this fucking sport there's so many right. things that can end a fight so many different things that you have to look out for 
Um, so I, I don't blame them only, right? It's just right, right, right. why have the replay if you can't use it to your advantage as a ref and you get you're gonna end up being shit on either way. Like no matter how it goes, right. everyone's gonna blame you for not seeing it or not right. calling it. Uh, so it's like, mm. g- give them some help, man. Like, yeah, I have the technology. It gets thrown up on the broadcast, right? They show the audience, hey, he missed this. Like in the Chris Curtis Gaslam fight, they showed right. the headbutt, like during the mm. round in, in a picture in picture. So it's like, if if we at home are seeing all these things unfold, um, it doesn't make sense that the fighters involved aren't yeah, like give them more tools. Exactly, give them more, give them more tools to to figure this out. Uh, but. The only other thing in the MMA world that I think is important that we cover from this last week, Patchy Mix and the Bantamweight Tournament uh, got a huge first round uh, knee KO against Raytheon Stotts. Dude, I thought I thought this was Stotts' fight to win, man. I was shocked when he landed that yeah. shot. Yeah, I agreed. Like, I, yeah, because honestly, like, Stotts looked super good his last couple of fights. And then... Like, I thought Apache had it on the ground. Like, if they went to the ground, I think it would have been very, like, competitive. But then, like, you know, he's a finisher. But then the knee up the middle was just, like, fucking picture perfect, dude. Like, I was, like, as soon as I saw it, I was, like, oh, shit. I was, like, oh, shit. Because, bro, I, I like, saw yeah. it, like, right before it hit. I was, like, no. Was like, like, literally. Oh. <laughs> I was, like, oh, no. <laughs> what a shot. And, and not not telegraph no faint nothing just a raw knee up the middle and just mm-hmm. smoked him with it crazy um his run has been fucking awesome to see through this tournament probably one of the bigger underdogs right when this bracket dropped and right. secured the million and definitely going to get the next shot at whoever wins that uh Sergio Pettis versus uh Pitbull fight which I'm hyped for too so That's crazy. That's with crazy all things fight. being said, how do you think this, who ends up being the bantamweight champion when all these fights are said and done? And, oh man. Honestly, like thinking about it, like Pitbull versus Sergio is such a crazy fight just because Pitbull's really down. Um, it just has to, I think it just matters with who can implement their game plan the most, right? I think, let's see if uh, Pitbull's power can carry down to 135 and then see if Sergio can eke out, you know, just that, you know, underdog status and see if he can like like just like get a crazy finish. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like the way Patchy's been looking, like and what he has on the ground too, like I, I like I can kind of see him. I can kind of see him choking out Sergio. I can kind of see him like doing pretty well against Pitbull. But I, I have to see. I have to see how Pitbull looks at 135 first before I can like really like make a solidified pick. But but if I had to pick, I think I I I, I think just recent bias is gonna, gonna take over. So I gotta pick Patchy. I agree, man. I agree with you. I, I feel like 135 is gonna be tough for Patricio. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how he looks. Uh but I think no matter what, I, I really am picking Patchy to win because he's huge for 135. Looks nothing like a 35er. Like looks like a mm-hmm. big 45er, if you ask me. Right. Yeah. Uh so insane that he's able to make that weight consistently and then just the dual threat. Like obviously what wasn't uh big a big threat in the striking before this now, but something that everyone's mm-hmm. gonna have to be thinking about. So 
Uh, man, I don't know. I, I love it, though. I love that there's a conversation about top fighters in, in other organizations besides just the UFC, right? I feel like it legitimizes yeah, the sport in a big way. And, mm-hmm. and, and nothing gets me more hype than fantasy matchmaking, right? Like looking across the different sports and the different champions and seeing who you think will win. Um, I don't think he would be a UFC champion if he was in the UFC right now. Uh, but just just speaks to how deep bantamweight is across the board. Like there's so mm-hmm. many great fighters and I think he's definitely top five, no matter what division. Uh, so a uh, big fan of what he's been able to accomplish, man. He's come a real long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely, it, I always look forward to that. You know, just seeing how other fighters do in different uh, organizations and divisions. And I, this is definitely what we need, you know, because some you have like UFC at the top and then like Bellator close second. And then you have... But then, like, the gap's, like, super big. But then I feel like as more of these cards come out, you see, like, oh, like, oh, that's a pretty cool card. Like, I want to watch that, you know? So mm-hmm. then it starts, the, the gap gets a little bit smaller. It's not too much. still kind of big, but it's, like, gets smaller by the day. But that's, you know, what's the, what's the saying? Uh, uh, rising tides lift all boats, right? Mm-hmm. So you need that. You need that. And then not only does it up the competition in the business aspect of it, but it also ups the competition and just like, or people being more competitive in general. And then that, the skill gap gets even bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you're going to see even more entertaining fights where everyone's not just doing one thing or they're really good at something, blah, blah, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why I love the the smaller weight classes. Like, I, let, let's be right. real. Like anything under 185, like that's a different sport, man. When you're watching these middleweight, mm-hmm. like, and I'm not trying to shit on middleweights and light heavyweights and heavyweights. I enjoy all MMA. So let me just make right. that very clear. But right. there's a lot of fighters that you see their game in heavyweight and there is no way that you would see a, a bantamweight fighting that way. Like, it's just no. a different sport. No. Like, you, you would be an amateur. Like, <laughs> as far as MMA, your MMA exactly. journey you literally won't even be a pro if you were fighting like some of these heavyweights do, but the the, the, the fists go bonk, right? And people go flying. So uh, it, it's just such a different world, right? And and I love the the, the way those different uh, divisions look aesthetically. Like, I think, in my opinion, 135 and 155 is like where speed meets power in the best way. Right. And, and you still right. get those huge knockouts, but the technique is still such a big mm-hmm. factor and plays such a big um, role in these outcomes. So I'm just such a huge fan of those lower weight classes, though. The, it, mm-hmm. That is peak MMA, if you ask me. No, yeah, definitely. That's what you want to see. Like, that's how you look. That's how I want people to view martial arts as. It's like, especially mixed martial arts is everything mixed together in one and like it's all seamless you know it's not like striking to grapple to wrestle to you know just like it's all one one motion you know and that's i definitely appreciate that a lot more and watching like like watching like a heavyweight fight i feel bad saying this sometimes like watching a heavyweight fight if there's no bonk bro it's just a mud match you know it's just people like laying on each other and shit like that and it's just like you know, sometimes I, I don't get as entertained. Like, if, if no one gets knocked out in the first round, if it's not, like, I, I'm I'm cool with the grind fest. Like, I love Chael Sonnen when he was fighting and, like, things like that. I like those gritty matches where they're, like, both guys are tired, but they're both trying to finish, you know, like, like Hendo and, like, Shogun, like, those kind of stuff, right? Like, those are fun. You know, Mark Hunt versus, you know, Bigfoot. But then, like, and then you get, like, those lower cards where they're just kind of like oh like oh shit i'm tired oh me too you want to just like hug against the fence like 
You know, it's like I, I hate seeing that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why heavyweight main are, events are the bane of my existence, bro. <laughs> it's it's too much. It's too much. Like we don't need that much. Like it's okay if they're coming. You know, uh-huh. like a five round fight. <laughs> You're asking for way too much out of these guys. Yeah, literally, it's almost like. Fuck, fuck a three round. Give me a two round fight. Give me, give me <laughs> like make one 10 minute round and one five minute round. And, and let's, exactly. let's get this figured out. Cause they have to finish, you know, yeah. it's like, just finish, <laughs> just change, change the division rules for heavyweights. Now on two rounds only bro. And, and it's a seven minute round that for, it's not a 10 minute round, seven minute, five minute. That's it. That's all we need. And, and, and we'll exactly. actually have enjoyable heavyweight fights. Yeah, and, and it's not to talk shit, right? I think it's it's yeah, yeah, yeah. no matter what weight class it is, it's hard to fucking do these things. Uh, but course, at the end of the day, it's just like, man, it's just a different sport. Like when you watch, for example, I, two two cards ago now, I think there was um, the Brandon Brandon Royval versus Matthias Nikolau fight, and then the next fight's mm-hmm. a heavyweight fight. And it's like you're watching yeah, two man. different fucking things here. Like exactly. <laughs> this is not the same sport. Uh, but, you have to have a card set up, you know, you have to have it set up perfectly. Cause if you don't, then like you're underwhelmed after, <laughs> you know? exactly. You're like oh, that fucking God. sucked. Meanwhile, it's, it was actually a pretty good heavyweight fights when all things are considered, but coming right. after that, um, you, you can't live up to that. Uh, but before I get you out of here, man, there's, there's a smaller card this weekend, but then a huge card the next weekend. So I figured I, I'd go back and forth with you. I got eight fights written on the docket just for us to sort of preview upcoming fights, uh, give, an, give our idea of how these fights are going to go, and then ultimately give a pick. Uh, so I, I thought that'd be fun. I got eight fights across the next two events. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's start with this weekend's card. We got <clears throat> Song Yadong versus Ricky Simone in the main event, but I'm going to start mm-hmm. with the third fight of the of the card. I'll give my breakdown first and my pick, and then I'll let you go, and then we'll alternate. Uh, so the first matchup I have is Rodolfo Vieira versus Cody Brundage. Um, big fan of obviously what Rodolfo Vieira is able to bring in the grappling side of things. Um, I, I like Cody Brundage's game. I think being a super athlete at middleweight is like the biggest base for being a top five fighter. Like if you mm-hmm. can push the pace, in my opinion, at middleweight, uh, mm-hmm. you will get into the top 15, like just off of that. Uh, so I, his gas tank, man, is almost endless. Like I, I, I love watching him fight just because his output is always at 105, right? He's always uh, pushing, pushing the fight and trying to advance his position. I think mm-hmm. this is a dangerous fight for Vieira because of that. I feel like we've seen him um, against Anthony Hernandez sort of wilt as the fight was going on, despite dominating yeah. early. Uh, so I, I think his key and the key in his development for being um, where he probably should be, right? You can't get to that height of a sport and not be good, right? He should be um, at the top level of MMA. I think the next right. the next step for his development is incorporating the ground and pound and putting yourself in a position to do damage on the ground. Mm-hmm. Make those submissions easier on yourself, bro. Like when they know mm-hmm. the only thing you want to do is try to get them out of there uh, with your submissions, it, it makes it a lot easier to stall you and to cook you, right? Even from the bottom. Right. Um, right. You, you could get cooked from the bottom. So um, I feel like I want Rodolfo Vieira to succeed in MMA, but no matter how I try to slice it, I just see Cody Brungett really melting him 
come the third round. So I'm picking Cody Brundage mm-hmm. by third round stoppage. It's probably a TKO from ground and pound. Uh, what, mm-hmm. what what do you think about the matchup and what's your pick? Honestly, yeah, I like Brundage a lot. Like I was mentioning earlier, like like just the grindy, you know, just like make it dirty kind of play. Like I like that a lot. Um, and Vieira just has like this history of his conditions. And, like again, like you said, like after a while, it just he just wilts. You know, he gets tired, and then I think that would probably be his biggest like uh improvement would just his be his cardio like if he can get his cardio down he can manage his energy better and like you said set up you know strike the pass pass the strike you know set up the submission you know like that'll be good because you got to give people like especially at this top level right you got to give them something to think about like it can be something crazy like you can throw like a random head hit, like what the hell like he never does that you know just something but if you don't do that if you have everything that if you do everything people expect you to do, then they're going to try to, like, okay, then that's it. Like, I'm fine. And so I think the first round will be really telling just, just to see, like, how he feels, like, where he's breathing. But um, I think I, I, I see Brundage uh, either getting the stoppage early or getting a decision. Mm-hmm. That's all, all great shouts. Um, yeah. I think both of these guys have good upside, though. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. even, if even if Vieira loses in this one, he should be cut. I, I think there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that he would just beat off of his advantages in this division. So yeah. why let him go? Let him develop. Um, exactly. And and I think this is a good test, right? Like this is this is a great test for where he's at right now. A winnable mm-hmm. fight, but we're both going with Cody Brundage in this one. Next yeah. up, um, I just gotta say this, because MMA is notorious for having some of the hardest names to pronounce, right? But I'm gonna fucking nail this. I promise you. You ready? Kayo <laughs> Bohayo. Versus Mikhail Oleksaychuk. Look, look at that shit. Look, look yeah, at I, I, <laughs> nice, nice. So I'll let you take the lead on that one. Uh, what are your thoughts on the matchup and who you got? Man, honestly, I this might be a decision. Like, I think Kyle, like, will definitely his movement's really good. Um, I feel like that's what you kind of need against a guy like. Dude, I can't even. Mikhail. <laughs> oh, Mikhail. Yeah. See, I didn't even say it right. Yeah, Mikhail. I think that's that's definitely the factor is the movement and like being able to you know, use your footwork and like outpace him a bit. Um, I, I I mean, and mixing in the takedown too, because it's just like sometimes like Kyle's fights kind of like you know like, I, I watch it and then like somebody's up on my phone. You know, nothing wrong with that. Like sometimes <laughs> I just like the way he fights is like. Um, it's 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 good for him, you know, because that way later on he can have those even more exciting fights, you know, down the line. But mm-hmm. I think I think I can see him taking the decision. Yeah, so, sure. yeah. That's a great shot. I I actually am such a big fan of Mihal, like an an irrational fan. Like I want him to win so bad, just because for going back to his light heavyweight days, right? This is all the mm-hmm. way down, right? This is at middleweight now, uh, but he used mm-hmm. to fight light heavyweight. And, and it was just always so cool to see him in there with guys that are just like at least four inches taller than him, way bigger <laughs> than him. <laughs> and he's and he always finds a way to hurt them on the feet. Like, I, it's so it's so, so it's so weird. Like you're watching and it doesn't make sense, but but it works. Right. Um, but obviously there's weight classes for a reason. And even if he ends up hurting these guys, he ended up losing for other reasons. So makes sense that he could change to move down. I think he could be a fucking mm-hmm. welterweight. Like he has a welterweight frame. Um, but 
I, I like his game. Like, I think he can give Kyle some trouble on the feet, if mm. especially early, like especially in the first round. Um, but I agree. I think Kyle's really good at man game management. Right? You gotta you gotta be able to mm. manage a fight uh, when it comes to your fight IQ. And I I like what I've seen out of him. I think this mm. is a good spot. Uh, but I would stay away from betting this, right? Like, I, I, I think it's yeah. pretty obvious that if you're betting on anyone, you're probably betting on the underdog, so you might as well just bet by knockout instead of, like, uh, trying to go for Mihal money line or something like that. Um, right. I, my official pick in this one will probably be Kayo. I think I think he... I don't think he's a, a top 15 fighter, and that's not shade, right? Yeah. I, don't, I, I just yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. at this point he is. Um, mm. I think it's almost like a you're so like almost like a Neil Magny thing. Like you're so well-rounded that that can be your weapon in some, in some fights. But I think he's going to end up hitting a ceiling where we see him get outclassed in each of those phases, just because he right. is an all rounder. Um, right. But I don't think this is that fight. I'm going Kyle here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, let me just write this down. Got to make sure. And I know for sure I didn't spell their names right. Like, I, I can say it right, but I ain't spelling it right. Like, I wrote, <laughs> I literally wrote on the doc, Mihao Oleg some shit. Because I, I knew I wasn't spelling Oleg it correctly. <laughs> uh, but uh, the main events for this Saturday's card, we got Song Yadong coming up against Ricky Simone. Um, I'm a big fan of both of these guys, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can't wait to watch this fight. Um I don't really know how this one's going to happen, right? I think Yadonk, oh my God, let me not do that. Song is much faster, right? Much faster, in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. especially on the feet than yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ricky Simone and much more fluid too. Uh, so I think he could give him a lot of trouble there. I love the way mm -hmm. Ricky Simone works in his takedowns from his boxing. Um, yeah. he, he's, very, he's very methodical for bantamweight, right? But his speed does kind of shock you sometimes just because he does a lot of half speed stuff like not especially at this weight class. Not a lot of people do that. A lot of the time they're trying to shock you with their speed. He he does a lot of putting his arms out there and making you think he's slow <laughs> and then he'll crack you with a big overhand. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a fan of his game. I think his well-roundedness could give uh, song problems in this matchup. Um I'm really interested to see whether or not Song's takedown defense holds up. I think that's where this fight is won and lost. If he's able to, if he's able to prevent Ricky Simone from getting the takedown, um, I think it's his fight on the feet when it comes to pressure. Um, so this is a dangerous matchup for both of these guys. Like I, I feel like right. this is a great test, a great spot. Um, right. I kind of go back and forth on this one, right? Like I could see both ways of it. Um, but I'm going to go Ricky Simone, man. I've just been really impressed by how large he's gotten. The dude's back is fucking huge. Like, yeah, he's walking not... by the TV. You're going to miss a few commercials, bro. Like, his back is huge for 135. Um, and and I think he's going to be able to to get on top and really uh, wear out Song Yudong come the later rounds. I don't. I think it's going to be a decision. I think it's going to be a dangerous fight, even in the fourth and fifth, where... As soon as Song gets back up, it's like, mm -hmm. here, here we go again. <laughs> it's like you got to exactly. try to find yourself back on the ground. So I'm going Ricky Simone. Uh, what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, honestly, man, like, I feel like Corey showed a lot, like, when he fought uh, Song. And just, like, mixing the takedown and, like, just, like, putting a lot on him, like, to think about. I think 
that's Ricky's best chance of winning is just give him different looks like you know, like oh shot faint and then to overhand or things like that and then I think Song's best chance of winning would definitely just be punishing the legs and going to work in the body and like if he can get him to the fence like work him against the fence and just like you know make sure to avoid the takedown because like I but at the same time I don't see him defending the takedown all that much you know what I mean just because Ricky's such a strong wrestler and like his top control is pretty damn good too so it's like he can make this a grind fest and he can just like you know ground and pound him all night mm-hmm. so um it's funny too because I was like uh like let me let me like pick a different pick see if uh you know make it a little entertaining for myself but then at the same time it's like you made like all those good points I'm like damn that's true though like Ricky definitely can like it's it's definitely gonna be who can get their game going first right Mm-hmm. So if he can punish the body, if he can slow down Ricky down, if he can slow Ricky down, then I think Song can take it. But at the same time, I feel like just being like methodical in general, just being able to, you know, just like that half speed is a lot, you know, because I like to do that too. It's just like, you know, make you think I'm just like a slow guy, but then like, you know, explode out and then do some crazy shit. Like, so yeah, I got I got to pick Ricky for that one. I think that's, that's a good pick to make. I like it. I like it. I'm a big fan of Song, though. I think I, I could mm-hmm. see a world where he he lights up Ricky, knocks him out in the first. Like, I, I, I right. think it's that dangerous, especially early on. I, I don't mm-hmm. even think his takedown defense is bad. Like, I, I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good. It's just when, like you said, if, when you're mixing things in and you're you're making him think about more than just a takedown uh, where things right. start to get a little tricky. So um, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> tricky, Ricky, you know, you got to you got you to gotta throw there these words go. out. The, a little wordsmith uh, going on. But uh uh, I'm, this is the only fight though that I'm actually like hyped for this weekend. Like I might fuck around yeah. and and only tune in for this for this card because the rest of the card <laughs> kind of looks like an LFA card. Like it's just yeah. a bunch of random prospects uh, trying to make their way. Uh, but yeah. the next week, two eighty eight is the big one, right? The one that I'm super excited about. I know I put it's this crazy. on you last minute. Um, <laughs> literally didn't even tell you but i just know there's so much to be excited about so i'm sure you know a lot of these fighters um but let's start at the bottom right i'll I'll throw you the oop on this one crone gracie coming back for the first time since his fight with cub swanson versus charles jordan um to, to open up the main card hell of a fight right there how do you think that one plays out dude i think i found out like a couple weeks ago that this fight was on the card even though i saw the card line up like uh i don't know when but i was like what the fuck he's coming back <laughs> i was like what but i feel like oh man dude i don't know i like i like uh jordan a lot too he's such a he's a funny guy on twitter and i like his style a lot like he comes to like you know fucking fight like, he comes to scrap uh crone dude yeah that cub fight was just crazy you know, crazy to watch just seeing him take those body shots and everything and still go forward Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be idealistic, but I need to stop doing that. But I want Chrome to win just because I I feel like that long layoff, like you have to improve your striking, right? Like you have to improve all that, like your your takedown setups and just like, you know, like I hope it's more than just guard pulls. But but as soon as he gets them on the ground, I think he'll he'll definitely like, it, it, it'll definitely be way more competitive on the ground than, uh, and on the feet. I think Jordan's he's really good at his range management. He's really good um landing the end of his strike. So mm-hmm. but I, I really want to see Chrome to win. Uh, I really want to see Chrome win. For sure. That's a great shout. 
I, I like the pick too. Um, I saw Charles Jordan fight live, his last fight against um, Shane Burgos. And he's just so wild, dude. Like he, he really puts himself out there and, and is, is one of those guys where he's willing to take two to, to give one uh, always on the, on the aggressive and always throwing out some crazy shit. So I know this fight is going to be insane just based off of that. I think Crone Gracie has a lot of that in him as well. Um, A lot of his striking is like big shot versus combinations, right? Like he's just trying to throw Mm -hmm. one big shot out there versus uh, throwing in big combinations. Um, I think Charles Jordan has a lot of paths to victory in this one if he can stay disciplined, but that's not what he does, right? Like he's a wild dude. And I think even if that's his game plan coming in, I think getting hit and getting pulled into those exchanges, right? I think mm-hmm. he he ends up bringing that out of him no matter what. So right. it's a real close one. This is another one I would stay away from betting. Uh, but I think mm-hmm. Crone versus Submission is just such a good uh, pick, just given how wild uh, Charles Jordan is and how mm-hmm. slick he is. Like, I think he even has a little bit more dangerous jujitsu than Brian Ortega because Ortega's, like, very optimistic. Op- opportunistic with his submissions yeah. chrome will set chrome will cook you chrome will, will set mm-hmm. up especially from the back and back attack specifically he he's such an anaconda at, at just working his way slowly but staying mm-hmm. um staying real sticky in the grappling exchanges mm-hmm. i love this fight man uh, i i think it's dangerous throughout i uh, love that it's opening the main car but i'm going chrome gracie mm-hmm. so nice, next nice. up this is another banger right this is a crazy fight where both of these guys are getting tested big time. We have Moslar, Eve Loev coming up against Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell coming off of an insane fight, right? With um I was about to say Igor. That is not Ilya Toporia. Um mm-hmm. such a big fan of Toporia's game. You can't even hate, right? But mm-hmm. This is a dangerous fight, man. This is a dangerous fight. I, I'm a big fan of Bryce Mitchell. I think he looked off in that fight, and it did come out that he had some sort of flu, right, and was sick. So I, I'm interested to see how he looks bouncing back from that. Mm-hmm. I think this is a horrible fight to try to c- come off a loss, though, right? Like, Mosar is a fun. monster. Um, fun, I'm a big fan of Mosar Ivlowev's game. Um, another guy that doesn't have those flashy talents that jump out at you, right? But everything he does is so powerful and so technical um big fan of what he's able to accomplish in the in the ring even if it takes a while to appreciate it right it takes it takes a while Mm -hmm. for him to get there uh but i just don't see a world where especially after seeing his shots get stuffed against Ilya, i don't see a world where he's able to implore that kind of game against mosar i'm i think this is really going to be about Bryce Mitchell striking. Like if, if Bryce Mitchell can be confident enough to throw his, his hands out there and not put himself in a bad position to be taken down. um, I think he's going to have a lot of success just off the surprise factor. Like uh, I'm pretty sure um, if Loeb is going to feel like he has the advantage in the striking. Um, my heart is all in on Bryce Mitchell, uh, but I'm I'm pitching I'm picking Mosar. I just think he's levels above the division, and mm-hmm. it's just such a bad stylistic matchup in my opinion. But I think something that is important to look out for 
is I think he's someone that fades late. I think I've seen in the last couple of his fights where he's getting tagged more as the fight goes on and he does look vulnerable in those exchanges and really will push the grappling in a way that you you almost are showing your opponent that you're hurt, right? Like, cause you're like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that again. Like yeah, <laughs> after yeah, that yeah. moment forward, he's just entirely wrestling. Uh, so I think the deep waters is where Bryce Mitchell will win this if he does. Uh, but I'm going yeah. off star here. Yeah, honestly, man, like I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I don't really like him just cause he beat EGA. <laughs> That's just me being biased. <laughs> but yeah, man, like this is definitely gonna be a scramble fest. And I think, yeah, Bryce's best bet is um, just seeing where his strikes land and just trying to tiring him out as soon as possible and, like, uh, working his ground game. But I think, yeah, dude, I got I to pick Momstar, too, just because of how he's looked lately and the wins he's gotten and, like, how he's gotten it. He's going to do the smart choice. And then if he finds success on the feet, then he'll probably, like, do that and then go for a takedown and like, try to grind him out, too. Mm-hmm. So we'll just see. We'll just see. I think if it goes to the third round, then that's going to be probably the most telling thing. But I'll, I'll go with Momstar for this one, too. I like that for sure. Uh, next up, we have Jessica Andras, Jan Shaunan. Take the wheel, Arwen. How do you think this one's going to play out? But then, um, honestly... I love Andrade. Like the the, she has that X factor. It's just that power in general. Um, I think this is a good fight for her, just because I know that you know Jeanne's gonna want to fight too. She's gonna want to keep uh, you know keep it standing as well. Um, just seeing it, like, I, but then I I gotta pick I gotta pick Jan on this one, just because like she's she's gonna she just got that win with uh, Dern, so and she's like she looked really good in that fight. I think. Um, Andrade, I feel like she's coming, you know, I think that Blanchfield loss was, it was, it was bad, but then I feel like this is definitely going to be a lot closer compared to like bat fight just because of the stylistic matchup. So if she can land that banger, then that's a wrap. But if not, then if she, if she gets like, you know, near the end, she'll just get getting hit. Um, and then she'll get tired and then, you know, then the pressure's going to probably fold her. So. I like that. I think a lot of what she does well is also what we just saw Jessica Andras has trouble with, right? Like even mm-hmm. in the Blanchfield fight, like shots down the middle, straight shots that mm-hmm. are hard are going to do damage to Jessica Andras. So this is a tricky fight, man. I, I think even despite both of the, despite Jessica Andrade coming off of a loss, I think this is a number one contender fight. Like I, I genuinely yeah. do feel like whoever wins this might end up facing Whaley next, um, especially if it's Andrade because they have that storyline already built in, right? Um, do it in mm-hmm. Brazil, right? If if they do it, mm-hmm. do it in Brazil so that she has a chance right, right, right. To, to do exactly what Jan Shanaun did to her in that title fight, right? Even up the, the stakes there a little bit, but um mm-hmm. As far as this fight, I am worried. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that this is an easy matchup for Andrade. Um, at the same time, though, uh, the more I think about it, I am not confident in Jan Shanhan's ability to stick to a cohesive game plan. Like, even though mm-hmm. she has those skills and has shown um, 
that she can do those things. It's the under duress part about it that really rubs me the wrong way. And I think mm-hmm. especially thinking back to her fight against Carla Esparza, I think Jessica Andrade could get some serious uh, control time in in this bout. And, and almost yeah. by the end of it, you're kind of like, man, how did I even think this fight was going to be close? Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Jessica Andrade here. I definitely could see the dangers, especially on the feet. Um, I just think there's so much more to the fight. But I think this is going to tell us a lot too, right? Like if Jessica Andrade doesn't try to force those advantages and only tries to fight this fight on the feet, I think it says a lot about where she's at in her career, right? And and right. whether or not she could continue to move on in the division. So mm-hmm. it, this is a big stakes fight here. Uh, I, I love the matchup, but give me Andrade. Mm-hmm. And I like that, right? We're getting some parody here. I think that's the first time we, we're, we're on the opposite side of things. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I need we'd it. love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, I would much rather us literally all pick the same fight than us just waffle around and pick people just for the sake of being on the opposite side. If anything, right. I think we do a good job, right, of giving both sides uh-huh. of the coin either way. Yeah. So next up, mm-hmm. I'll let you take the lead on one of the best fucking fights. <laughs> Probably, like, they could have booked... Um, and they booked it on short notice, literally on like two weeks notice. This uh, is so crazy. <laughs> insane. You would never see this in boxing, but Bilal Muhammad versus Gilbert Burns, another number one contender fight in my eyes. Dude, yes. We haven't had the time to think about this one, man. How how do you feel? <laughs> this this is the fight, man. Like I'm like both these guys are fucking hungry. They want to fucking scrap. They want to get. They want the shot at the title. Um. Honestly, man, I'm very biased with how I'm going <laughs> to... My, my picks are very biased with this one just because I like Bilal a lot, you know? But I'm going to be, for the sake of being realistic, too, like, I'm going to just... I, I'm picking Bilal, but being realistic, this is a very dangerous fight for him. Just especially with, like, Burns, too. Like, um, especially with all the stuff going on, like, like, with, like coming off Ramadan, right? Like, that's a lot, man. Like, and... Burns' game plan, like, I think as of late, like, he's just, he's just a killer, bro. Like, he just looks like, he he knows how to mix it up. He has power in his hands. He has volume, too, and everything like that. Uh, is really good at straight down the middle strikes, but you're going to need more than a one-two for this one, you know? So, I think it's just going to be a lot of just grappling transitions, a lot of, uh, a lot of scrambling. I think that's where Bilal's going to do his best work. And then he just has to be able to survive the submission and all that. This, uh, but like, you know, again, just me, like my my love for Bilal is always going to be there. So I'm going to pick Bilal just for that. But I think this is just going to be a really hard fight for him, especially mm-hmm. with Burns. This is such a hard, hard fight for me to even think about. Like, it, it's it's such a hard fight to to have an idea of how it's going to work out. I'm such a fan of both of these guys. So I'm really looking right. forward to this. When I initially was thinking about it, right, I'm like, this is short notice. Like, can Bilal put on that same pace, right? Because it's short mm-hmm. notice. But then I'm also considering, right, this is also short notice. And he's also coming off of the fight with Masvidal, too. Obviously not a huge fight as far as taking damage, but a fight to fight. I'm sure he was banged up mm-hmm. to some extent and now immediately mm-hmm. back into camp for a fight in a couple of weeks. Insane credit to both of these guys for signing it. Shout um, out to them. I think trying to look at it just skills versus skills, right? None, no X factors. I, mm. I feel like Gilbert Burns is so good in those first three rounds, right? Like I, I feel like he is 
someone who, when he's can fight at his pace, like he did against Tyron Woodley, he's unstoppable. Like he, he really is a well-rounded, nasty fighter that takes what you give him and, and punishes you for it. Right. Um, the only thing that gives me pause on him in this matchup specifically is that Bilal Muhammad's gas tank is otherworldly. And I don't even think that's going to be a question on short notice. I still think that is, I think that's just who he is year round. And I'm just really worried about the straight shots. Like I was super impressed with Bilal's improvement in the striking and his ability to be really crisp and not, overextend himself like he he puts on pressure in a in a safe way and that's that's very hard to do um mm-hmm. especially when you're mixing in those takedowns this is such a a crazy fight i think both of these guys end up hurt at some point um i'm just really i'm really worried about how the grappling exchanges are going to go i feel like Bilal yeah. is so used to having those advantages that he's going to be confident in riding out those positions versus right. um, understanding the kind of danger he's in. Um, I, I'm i going to go with Gilbert Burns here. I think he's going to win by some sort of flash submission. Um, but honestly, my heart is with Bilal Muhammad. I love his style mm. and his improvements is something that, honestly, I, I would not have seen coming, right? He wasn't okay. the the blue chip prospect, so to speak, but... Uh, mm-hmm. This run is legit, and it'll be a shame to see him not get a title shot out of it. He deserves a title mm-hmm. shot, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a hard matchup for him, considering yeah. the, the spots that he does well, um, his opponent is also very, very good at. I could also see a world, though, where he really puts it on Gilbert on the feet and really makes him tired and and takes it out of him and finishes him in a similar fashion to Usman. I don't think it has to be necessarily all power just more so wearing on him and, and that constant yeah, yeah, yeah. mental toll. Mm-hmm. This is, this is such a hard fight to pick, man. Yeah. Even now I'm like, eh, am I sure? But I, I'll go good with Burns. Uh, not confident though. This is another one. Stay away from the window. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Whew, I'm so hyped though. So hype. But now story, the main events, Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo. So many this is the matchup of wild cards, right? All of this is uh, fictional ideas of who Henry Cejudo is because we have no idea who he is mm-hmm. at this point in his career. Mm-hmm. There's no way. You can't pay me to pick Henry Cejudo in this spot. I'll start off by saying that, right? You can't pay me just because of how long he's been away from the sport and right. all those other X, X factors. Um I'm a big fan of Aljamain Sterling and his development as well. Um, I think he's another guy who errs on the side of caution and plays to his advantages, but is also a very physical fighter, which is a hard thing to do at the same time. Um, I just, I'm shook. I, I feel like on the feet, this is a fight where Aljamain Sterling has to be able to get his kicking game working in a almost John Jones-esque way where he's not focused on the boxing at all because that's where Henry Cejudo can have uh, big success, in my opinion. I think leg kicks are going to be huge in this matchup for both guys. Um, We've seen 
Sehudo get carved up by Marlon Marais. And I think that's a, a the game plan to follow if you're Aljamain yeah. Sterling in this one. Yeah. Uh, but it's scary, right? You're throwing that leg kick and you're in line for that straight right. And he has a, a crisp straight right hand behind the jab. I'm a big fan of his combination punching. He's sort of changed his style over the years to more of a karate style on the feet, uh, which I think suits his athletic ability much more than his boxing style early on. Um, so I like Cejudo and his fighting style. If he was consistently fighting, I feel like this is a matchup that is winnable for him. Um, if he wins, I won't be surprised. <laughs> like, I, I really won't be surprised. He's that good, and he has shown a championship medal that I think few people have ever shown. Like, I I couldn't believe that he came back against Marlon Marais in that fight. Like, that, he yeah, looked like he was done with those mm -hmm. leg kicks. Most people would have been and somehow just melted him right after. Um, mm -hmm. So I won't be shocked either way. I think this is going to be a war. I think this goes to decision. I'm picking mm -hmm. out Jermaine Sterling. I'm not confident. And I think either either way, I think it's going to be a 3-2 decision. I don't think it's going to be a, 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 a blowout for either guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Um, honestly, just with Aldo's best best, just definitely uh, – Wear and tear on uh, memory a lot just because of what that layoff, uh, working his legs. Um, I feel like he's a smarter fighter than uh, Verizon in a sense, just because of like if he knows he has the advantage there, he'll do it. Um, I can definitely see a lot of uh, scrambling in this fight as well, especially like I just have to see what, what the power is like too. Like if Sahudo's still the same, how his conditioning's like in the second, third round. Um, yeah, definitely the safe, well, I mean, the safe bet for me would probably be Aljo, just because he's been more active, uh, the way he can, uh, stick to his game plan and things like that, and what he can do to Henry a lot, but yeah, definitely, it's like grit, man, it's that wrestler's grit, just the, the, <laughs> the ability to go through that, I remember just watching it, like, watching his fight with Marais, and him just using the plumb, and, like, he looks stronger than him. Like, he looks stronger, and he's just destroying him with knees. And I'm like, I, I remember yelling, I was like, bro, you you do Muay Thai. Like, what's going on? I'm like, yeah. But then, oh, man, yeah. That's Shit. just, it I, was I wanna, like all heart. Like, I can't think heart. of another performance like that where the skill disparity was clear as day, and he's just getting cooked. And then exactly. all it's all this that gets him past that. Like, that, that was Herculean on his part. Exactly. And that's that's a big thing too. It's just like it's definitely during the later rounds it's gonna be a battle of wills, yeah. So I can see Henry winning in that aspect, just like being able to like grind out uh, Aljo. Um Aljo just has to be smart. He has to be smart. He has to just work on him, get him tired, like shit. If he can back back and cool, just but fuck. I like I'm gonna you know with a with a hurt heart, I'm gonna pick Aljo, but like, I want Henry to win. Mm -hmm. That's a great shout. The king of cringe, man. I honestly am yeah, a big exactly. fan of his. That persona's fucking dumb. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but, I agree. Like, the the, the most true, true. low IQ shit ever. Like, you're not, you don't even have heat. Like, it's fake. Like, this is wrestling yeah, shit, exactly. in my opinion, which is so, so yeah, dumb. Yeah. Um, Which, it's unfortunate, too, because he's a really a smart guy. Like, you see it come across 
especially when he's coaching and everything. Like, yeah, he's a really yeah. smart, smart dude. Like, you can make your bones being that guy versus being just acting like you're the fucking dumbest guy in the room. Uh, but I agree. Yeah. I think I think Henry Cejudo is a combat sports legend. No matter how you slice it, no matter if he loses this fight or not, which is why mm-hmm. I give him the respect. Right? Most people can't come off a three year layoff, bro, and and come right mm-hmm. into a title fight and have a chance at winning. Like most of those fights. They're big underdogs, so um, it speaks a lot to the respect that we have for who he is, right? I, I Like right. I said, even, even if he wins, I will not be shocked, but I just have to make it clear how impressive that would be, right? If he's able to be away from the sport, obviously still training and still working with fighters, but not be competing for that long and still be a champion, still technically, it's like you've been the champ this whole time, right? Like you didn't lose your belt, mm-hmm. you just retired, so... That'll be fucking amazing and insane. So it's hard to root against that storyline for sure. I feel where right. you're coming from with that. Yeah, man. A lot of good shit happening this that next that week. Yeah. So I'm excited. Super excited. I'm just heartbroken because they priced me out, man. I used to go to all these Jersey and New York events and I looked up the ticket prices and it's just shameful. The UFC so does bad. not care at all. They only want hedge fund babies at their events. The fact that the bleachers are $800, like the bleachers, that's wild. That's wild. like unaffordable. That is rent money, fam, that you're asking people to go pay, <laughs> sit in the one of the shittiest arenas. The arena's nice, but the area, bro, If you, I know you've never been there. Newark is, I've been to that arena twice already. I've stood in yeah. that area for these <laughs> events. Fucking the sketchiest of sketch, so much crackheads around. Uh, it it oh, is sus. Man. Newark is <laughs> us. Uh, so funny. it's funny that they keep getting these events, but um, I'm looking forward to it, man. There's so many good fights, even on the prelims. Like, there's a lot of good prospects on this card, too, uh, that you got to keep an eye out for. So I'm hyped. As always, Arwen, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like um, we could go fucking four hours doing this show, just rattling off different things (laughs) and and talking about different matchups. This was hella fun for me. So thanks again. Please remind them again where they can find you on Twitter, and I will get out of here. All right. Yeah, just follow me at... 808 MMA Insight, and yeah. Yeah, man, I love doing this pod with you, bro. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one, and yeah, again, subscribe, guys. Subscribe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Welcome back as well to the Twitter sphere. Make sure you follow him there. You can catch me on Twitter at MMA, as well as on Instagram at ChrisNegrong underscore. Um, But make sure you follow the brand, OTS Media Co. on all platforms, as well as Mm -hmm. OTS Media on YouTube. Uh, Thank you guys so much for all the support. I've been feeling it. We've hit 500 on Twitter. Uh, All the love. I'm loving it. And um, please reach out. Let me know what you think about the show. Let me know how we can improve it. Let me know what you want to see on it. Uh, We'd love to give you what you want in that way. So thank you so much for the support. Thank you for watching. And we'll catch you next time. Peace. All right. Shoots.